Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. April 16th. That was the day. April 16th. Remember it vividly. Was sitting at my little desk at SNY. Watching as Drupal Cabrera hit a moonshot into the right field, uh, what's it called now? Coke Corner up there at, uh, at City Field. And it looked like the 12-2, and the then 12-2 and Mets were about to go 13-2. and beat the Nats for the fourth straight time and be well on their way to, you know, putting their foot to the throats of the Nationals just three weeks into the short season or three weeks, you know, into the season at that point. And then the wheels fell off and the Mets imploded in that ball game. What was it? They blew a 6-2 lead or something like that in the eighth inning. Blew it again for DeGrom. They lose the game. You were shocked. Uh, it was the worst loss of the season. I see some guys on uh, some writers, Lennon and uh, Puma, Lennon of Newsday, Puma, the Post, uh, ranking the losses this year. Look, there, there is there is no worse loss. I don't care what happened today, batting out of order. Uh, they've had some tough losses. There is no worse loss than April sixteenth against the Nationals, and it happened in such horrific fashion. You were stunned. You were sick. You were disappointed. Because when Cabrera hit that home run, you're thinking, this team's going to win the division this year. The Nats are nothing. Mets are red hot. Maybe this team has got some magic to them. Mickey magic. Everything going right. Nobody's even hitting. Wait till they all get together and start hitting. And Syndergaard gives you some length. They could rest the bullpen a little bit. This team's going to run away with it. That's how they should have been last year. Now we're starting to see it. They're staying healthy so far. Maybe this is our year. And then it falls apart in that eighth inning. And as a Met fan, you're trying not to let the negativity creep in, right? All right, it's just one loss. Just one loss. And then I had to hear people, you know, the professional media members. Oh, let's not overreact to one game. This is still a good team. That's what everybody kept saying. It's still a good team. Let's not overreact to one game or one loss. Just one loss. One bad inning. Callaway himself, one bad inning. Now, he also said don't want to go into a tailspin because of it. But it's one bad inning. So you try not to let that doubt and negativity creep in as bad as that was. And it hurt. I mean, that bothered me, that loss. That one hurt. You try to figure, all right, you know what? Go out there, win the next couple of games, and it doesn't matter. And what happened the next night? They lost again. Then you start to think, oh boy, well, they just lost the series. Okay, first time, fine. But now you're in a little danger zone. And they salvaged the final game, but they haven't won a series. They, excuse me, they've won one series since then, and that was in San Diego. They are 6-15 and 15 since that Monday, April 16th. 6-15. and 15. You're telling me it's a coincidence with that loss? The team has been two completely different teams prior and post April 16th against the Nationals. 12 and 2 before, 6 and 15 after. Didn't lose a series before, have only won one series since, including a three game set in Cincinnati against one of, if not the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Now, what does it all mean? 
it means that right now, the standings would say that the Mets are about a 500 team. Right now, visually, you would say that the Mets are an awful baseball team over the last three weeks in those 21 games. But there's also a lot of baseball to be played. And I think we need to find out which team this is. Are they a plus 500 team? We know they're not 10 games over or at least 12-2 and type team. We wouldn't think, right? Are they going to win 90 games? Looked like that was going to be impossible not to after that start. But when you follow it up with the 6-15 and stretch immediately after, then you start to question what's taking place and what has happened here over the big picture. I don't know what this team is going to be. I still believe they have some players that if they play to their expectations and some exceed expectations, they can win this division. Mathematically, that is not a stretch at all. Visually, it seems like a stretch over what we've seen. How does it get corrected? Callaway's going to stay the course. You have to hope to get Cespedes healthy. Hope Frazier comes back healthy. You have to get Michael Conforto turned around because without Michael Conforto producing, fold up shop. Doesn't matter what they do. I don't care what Syndergaard, DeGrom, Familia, Bruce, Cespedes. Without Conforto doing what he can do, doesn't matter. Mets aren't going anywhere. Can they write Michael Conforto? Is the shoulder a permanent issue? Don't know. But we're going to find out. You know, one thing that would quiet the critics, and there are a lot of them now, and skeptics would be to go out there and sweep the Phillies. I mean, why not? Mets have owned that ballpark. Mets should be a better team than the Philadelphia Phillies. Go in there, sweep the Phillies, and jump them in the standings. Get back in front of them. That will turn the the mood and the momentum. And with the way it lines up with Mats, Syndergaard, DeGrom, there should be no reason why they can't. An off day tomorrow, you rest up, you lick your wounds from this awful Cincinnati series, and really... Um, the month of May. And as I said, you could date back to that April 16th. Start over. Reset. Hit the reset button. And go beat the Phillies. And then maybe, somehow, maybe, win a game at home. Uh, maybe I'm asking too much. I mean, the Blue Jays have been decent. Diamondbacks have been good. Marlins stink, but you never know with this team. Can they win a home game when they return home after the three in Philly? Off day tomorrow, three in Philly, off day, return home for two, off day. That should, the next week, the Mets should get back on track. Because before you know it, it's going to be the end of May. And you're going to have a team that continues to reel. And to get out of this is not going to be 500 anymore. They got to start winning some series and get back to where they were. After they lost that game, blew that game. On the 16th, you said, okay, as long as they win the series, fine. They lose that series, then it's okay. As long as they win the next series from the Braves, fine. They lose that series. Okay, well, they got to start winning some series. They've got to get back on track at some point. And they haven't been able to do it. All right, take two or three from San Diego. Maybe it comes now. Maybe now they'll turn the corner. And then they get swept by the Braves and swept by the Rockies. All right, forget it. They get out of New York, don't have the pressure in New York anymore, go to Cincinnati, beat up on baseball's worst. And they lose that series. So at what point is this team going to get out of this funk? Because it's got to be soon. At some point soon, they got to turn it around.
Because it could get late early. Is that the saying Yogi used to say? It's getting late early? Something like that. It could get late real early in the baseball season. You saw it last year. This has been a tailspin since that April 16th loss. And you got guys, I mean, the batting out of order, unacceptable on many levels. So it is from top to bottom. Lack of depth in the minors. Lack of player development at the major league level. Lack of the major leaguers producing to their expectations. Lack of the starters going deep into games. Lack of the starters being effective. Overuse of the bullpen leading to ineffectiveness from the bullpen. Manager, first year, not knowing what he's doing with the batting out of order. Or maybe overuse of the bullpen. So there are a lot of issues right now. Which team is it? 12-2? and 6-15 and 15 cents. 800 or somewhere in between, which might even be worse. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. We'll have Mets tickets to give away this hour. Taking on 9 o'clock in the Sports Zone. Sal Akata in for Pete McCarthy. Voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Will the Mets ever win again? 800-321-0710. Will the Yankees ever lose again? Yanks. We're trailing to the Red Sox. Uh, uh, they were trailing to the Red Sox. Excuse me. They were trailing the Red Sox. And now, of course, they have the lead. It is uh, 3-2 Yanks in the third. It seems like they are impossible to beat right now, which, of course, adds to the enjoyment of the season with the Mets. The uh, Mets 6-15 and 15 in their last 21 games. Yanks have won, what, 17 of 18 ball games, looking to make it 18 of 19, which is just uh uh, remarkable. Remark- both remarkable and sickening, depending on what side uh, of the fence you're on. 800-321-0710. Mets tickets to give away. We'll do that at the end of this hour, towards the end of this hour. Right now to the phones. Nick is in Garden City. What's up, Nick? Hey, Sal. How are you? Great show. Good. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Um, You know, we're all waiting for the Mets to like hit that reset button and win a series here. But, I, I, you know, I, I've seen enough. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, You know, this team is old. They're not hitting. We have holes at first at, at, at catcher. Um, I think this Sandy Allison experiment is just, you know, it, it's run its course. I'm tired of signing guys, you know, that, that are older on the cheap, that are injured. You know, I mean, like I, I like Todd, Todd Frazier, but, you know, now he's on the DL. You know, um, I, I agree with you. I think it's from top down, and I think our ownership has is, is just been terrible. You know, we, we need to spend some money. And I think it's really time Well, they did it. spend money, Nick. They did spend money. They just didn't spend it wisely, and that's the argument. Now, again, well, it's early. We're like 12th, like, like, you know, out of 30 teams. You know, this is New York. We should be up there, you know? Uh, yeah, but what good is spending money if you're not going to spend it wisely? I mean, I thought they wasted money on Jason Vargas, and it turns out uh, through absolutely. at least three starts, it you know, looks to be correct about wasting money on Jason Vargas. It's not about spending. Yeah, no, it's about terrible. spending it wisely. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to blow this team up. I think I think come trade deadline, we we got to get rid of Noah, get rid of DeGrom, you know. Now, so young. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's done. I think it's over. Well, it's, it's I mean, fun. Nick, that's a little – you weren't saying that at 12-2, and two, were you? I wasn't, but you know what? At twelve and two, I, I knew I was waiting for the shoe to drop, and it, you know it's come down. Hard. I get it, I get it, Nick, and, and th- yeah, I get it. And thanks for the call. Look, that's extreme. I don't think it's unrealistic to start thinking ahead that if this team continues to play like this, you may have to look. The Mets need an influx of young talent. I mean, it's as simple as that. That's where I would blame them. Don't blame ownership for not for not spending money. I mean, you always want to spend more. Yeah, it'd be great. Go get Manny Machado. Go get Bryce Harper. Go trade for John Carlos Stanton. They didn't do that. They're not going to do that. It's not realistic. 
I do think Machado should be put into play next year, however. I think that should be realistic. Because they need young talent now. And the bigger issue is, to your point about Alderson, and I like Alderson personally. I believe in his philosophies. I think he's a smart guy. I think he knows what he's doing. Problem is, it hasn't worked out the way that everybody had hoped. They have... Uh, I'm trying to think. With the limited free agents they have signed, I'd venture to say the majority have not panned out on the plus side. And the way that they drafted and supposedly rebuilt the farm system has not worked. It's just not, it hasn't been there. I mean, show it to me. Where are these guys? Where are they? Rosario is supposed to be a top prospect in baseball. What about Dom Smith? Ploiecki, Cicchini, Nimmo. I mean, even Nimmo. Is he, and everybody loves Nimmo right now. Is he the quality of player that you're looking for to turn the franchise around, an impact player? Even if he's not, you could live with that because you're not going to hit on every one of them. But then what about Rosario? What about Dom Smith? So I definitely think it's fair to question Alderson and his staff as far as drafting and developing these players. And it's not a money thing. I was talking to Jim Duquette about this at SNY, former Met GM, Jim Duquette, broadcaster for SNY and MLB Network, MLB.com, all that stuff. And I asked him, well, how come the Yankees can do this and the Mets can? Is this a finance thing in the minors or development or scouting? He said, no, it's not. It's just better scouting. It's not, it has nothing to do with finances or revenue or anything like that. But they're just drafting and developing better. Well, that's a problem. That's a big problem. And that's why, to your point about blowing it up, I'm not ready to do that just yet. But if the Mets were to go in the tank and they were to consider trading guys like Syndergaard and DeGrom, those are guys you could get a boatload of young prospects back for. Now, the question is, do you trust the guys making those trades to bring in the right prospects? That's a whole nother story. But if the Mets don't win now, when are they going to win? They're a year older next year. Cespedes, Bruce, Frazier, same thing. The arms in that staff, another year older. I mean, already Harvey has gone by the wayside. Mats and Wheeler have yet to take that next step. I mean, at what point is it going to happen? This was supposed to be the window. The years of ineptitude from 11, 12, 13, 14, this, that was supposed to be for this. All you were told those years were wait till 15. 16, 17, 18. Wait till those years. Well, now we're here. We're living it. And there's still no World Series to show for it. World Series trophy to show for it. I I do credit them for making the playoffs two of the last three seasons. Obviously, back-to-back years in 15 and 16. Last year, we hoped was the aberration. I picked this team to win the division this year. Not giving up just yet, but after a 12-2 and start, 6-15 6-15 and 15 to follow that up the way that they have. Unacceptable. Mac in Jersey, you're on The Voice of New York 710 WR. What's up, Mac? How you doing, Sal? I agree with a lot of your points. Oh, you're a smart um, man, Mac. But, but people are keep talking about the 11-1 start. That was not real. Uh, or, or put it this way, it was normal for the Mets to win in April. They are a cold-weather team. Uh, if you go back the last two years, except for last year, they were 15 and 8, 15 and 7 in April. Uh, 
13 and 10 before that. They, they always win in April. They're under 500 every May. Now, this is extreme. Extreme April wins, extreme losses May, but it's normal. Uh, if they were going to, after 70 wins last year, they should have used 2018 to start rebuilding. They didn't. They went for it, but they went weak. Frazier instead of Moustakas is weak. Well, Hosmer would have been the guy, Mac, and thanks for the call. And I do agree to a certain uh, extent that they – look, I, I don't think that they should have rebuilt this year. I think they should have gone all in. But the whole offseason, we were saying, go get Hosmer. They need to get impact players. Go get impact-proven commodities, big-time players. And they didn't. And the market came back, and then they went out and got – man, imagine if the market didn't come back what this team would look like. But then they go out and get Jay Bruce, which, all right, it's an okay signing. Not going to kill it. And they get Todd Frazier. All right, I don't love Frazier as a player, but all right, you piece Frazier and Bruce together, I mean, maybe you could have something. I hated the Vargas signing, but even that, all right, I mean, better than nothing, I guess. You want to go out there and spend on Vargas? Sure, I think he stinks. I don't think he's going to get any outs, but all right, you want to rely on him every fifth day? Maybe he could do what Bartolo Colon did or a little lesser? Fine. And he's been terrible. Swarzak, okay, fine. Another guy you could trust at the back end of the pen. He is recently placed on the 60-day DL. Wanted a catcher. That didn't happen. Now they trade for Devin Mezorosco. They trade Harvey, of all people, who was lost, obviously, and he had to go. But how would Jonathan Lucroy at $6 million a year be right now? They haven't made the right moves. And if you are going to spend a lot of money, next year would be the year to do it with Manny Machado. Trade Rosario for Real Muto or something like that and sign Manny Machado to play shortstop. Problem solved. Free of charge. Howard is in Southampton. What's up, Howard? Uh, the problem is really clear. It's talent, talent evaluation. They trade poorly. They sign free agents poorly. They draft poorly. They don't develop players. And even when they have players, they don't know how to manage them. Case in point is Matt Harvey. It's very clear that they weren't keeping him for the long term. And they've tr- turned down... How many trades when he was playing well? The Mookie Betts one is probably the most well-known, but it's not the only one. And it's not the only trade that they did make. So specifically, this J.P. Ricciardi and Sandy, they're both horrible. Well, I'm not going to say that they're both horrible, but they've certainly, look, they have a lot of work to do. I mean, there's there's no other way to sugarcoat I can't sugarcoat it. I'm not going to get on for not trading Harvey, though. I said I wouldn't trade Harvey straight up for Mike Trout. Why would you trade Harvey at the time? Yeah, now it's easy to say, well, how can you not trade him for Mookie Betts? I mean, Matt Harvey was one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in baseball. Look at their record when they were with the Padres and the Blue Jays, respectively. They left those franchises in tatters. And by the time Sandy Alderson leaves here, he's an older man. It's the same thing with the Mets. We're going to have nothing. All right. Well, I mean, look, thanks for the call. Uh, I I don't want to go hard on Alderson. I, I like Sandy, and I do believe in him, but I don't think there's any way you – I mean, you can't sugarcoat it. I mean, a lot of the moves have not been good ones. Now, to his credit – they were very patient in a lot of aspects, and it worked out. And they made the world look. They went to the World Series in 2015. It's not five years ago; it's three seasons ago, or two and a half seasons ago. Okay, they did make the postseason for only the second time in the history of the franchise, back to back years. So they deserve some credit for that. 
but you could trace it back to not trading Zach Wheeler years ago after they first got him, right? A lot of us, I know myself, wanted to spin him for an offensive player, in particular Justin Upton, but any offensive player. And then, as a matter of fact, he tried to trade Wheeler and both Flores and for Carlos Gomez, which would have been a disaster. Luckily, that didn't go through. But they did get Cespedes here. You can trace it back to not re-signing Daniel Murphy. And I am in the group that forever was critical of Daniel Murphy not being a good baseball player. But after watching him in October of 15, it was hard to then give up on him. Just when he was starting to become an impact player. Now's the time you're going to give up on him? And they did. They rolled the dice, and they were wrong. Not trading for D.D. Gregorius. Not bringing in a catcher and sticking with Travis Darno all these years. Um, I mean, it, it goes on and on. I mean, you look, there have been a lot of, you know, you could, Bruce, I think, is going to be end up being solid, but he is what he is as a player. He's not, he's not a top player in the league. Frazier, same thing. Now, if you were to take that money with Bruce, Frazier, Vargas, and throw that toward Eric Hosmer, yes, you would have been committed long-term to Hosmer, but maybe similar dollars, and you would have had a better impact player, and you could have had Conforto, Cespedes, and Nimmo in the outfield, trust in Nimmo. Uh, you could go with, you know, Chikini or something like that at third base or figure it out. There are ways that they could have done it to where you're not spending an additional $25 million. They chose to spread it out. I would have chose, chosen to go all in on a, a better player. That was my whole point in the offseason. Now, unfortunately, although I thought they built a decent team here, adding it all together, hasn't panned out. It's not just Bruce and Frazier and Vargas. Conforto's the biggest culprit. I mean, if they if he doesn't hit, forget it. They have no chance. Wheeler, Harvey, Matz, those guys have been culprits. Vargas, obviously. There's there's a there's a lot that has gone wrong here. The good news is they're eighteen and seventeen. That's the good news. Bad news is they're six and fifteen over the last twenty one. 800 and sinking in the NL East. 800-321-0710. Mets tickets to give away on the other side. Sports Zone. Sal in for Pete McCarthy. The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. I had uh, producer Ray and assistant producer Mark uh, work on some numbers, did some math for me during the break here. And we knew this again. This was a theme all offseason uh, about the Mets and free agency and you know what they should do with the money they were going to spend. Bruce, 13 mil. It was just doing per year now. I, I obviously understand there's a significant difference in the length of the contract terms, which would mean more money guaranteed over a longer period. But let's just have some fun with this for a minute. Bruce, 13 million. Frazier, eight and a half. Vargas, eight. Reyes, two. Swarzak, seven. According to my math, that's 38 and a half million dollars. Okay, 38 and a half million dollars. Now, for 51 and a half million dollars, which is 13 million more, nothing to scoff at. I get it. Now, maybe you could have made a trade. You trade Ramos or you try to clear some salary. Um, to to help out offset the thirteen million more, but for thirteen million more, you could have had Hosmer for twenty per year, Arietta 
for $25 million per year, and Lucroy for six and a half. Obviously, let's say you don't want Lucroy at six and a half, then you're only paying $45 million compared to $38.5. You're getting Hosmer and Arietta as opposed to Bruce Frazier, Vargas, Reyes, Swarzak. Quality over quantity would be the key here. $51.5 million, you would have Jonathan Lucroy, Jake Arietta every fifth day, and you'd have Eric Hosmer at first base. Under that scenario, I could live with Chikini at third base. Even if you wanted Flores at third, I guess I could suck it up and deal with that. You would have a team of Chikini slash Flores at third. You would have, obviously, Hosmer at first, Cabrera at second, Rosario at short. Lucroy would be your starting everyday catcher. And whichever of the two, Darno or Ploiecki, you'd have backing him up. I would think it would be Ploiecki. That's who I would have... Gone with. And then in the outfield, you'd have Nimmo, Conforto, Cespedes. Lagaris would be your fourth outfielder. Rotation, Arietta just steps in in place of Vargas. Everything else could have been the same. Now, this could be hindsight, I understand, but I do not think that that's the case. I mean, you know the quality of player, Hosmer, Arietta, and Lucroy. So what would you rather have? Hosmer, Arietta, Lucroy for 51 and a half. Or for $13 million less, Bruce, Frazier, Vargas, Reyes, Swarzak. It's not spending it sometimes. It's it's how you spend it. Don is in Linden. Don, you're on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. Yeah, hi. Um, just a little perspective, I guess, even though um, I don't think too many people will agree. Three years ago, the Mets started off 15-5 and five with a big winning streak. Again, a great April, like the other caller said. And not only did we fade in May, we lost seven in a row. We dropped one game below 500, I think, in June. And um, the same phone phone calls were occurring, the same Wilpon bashing, the same dialogue that you just went through. And we did make the uh, – we kept close to the Nationals, and we were able to get pick up Cespedes and the other additions we made. And as you know what happened in the second half, the Mets not only walked away with the division, but they went to the World Series in Yankee-like fashion, uh, dominating two of the better teams – you know, in baseball. Right, but Don, the difference is the team that you saw in April and May was not the team that you saw in July and August. I mean, you mentioned that they went out and got one of the best players in baseball in Yoannis Cespedes. Also, the Nationals weren't there for the taking. The Nationals the Nationals stunk that year. If the Nationals weren't any good, they would have pulled away long from the Mets early well, in that season. Believe me, right now they're hot, but they still might not be there for the taking. Remember, the Nationals in 2015 were dreadful in April. They were seven or eight games behind the Mets. They That's what I'm saying. The Nats were bad. The Nats were bad that year. Now it's not just the Nationals. You get the Braves and Phillies to worry about. I, I get that. So we, we, may have, we, have, we, may, we may have to consider another major addition if it can be done. But I'll say this much. If you want a kernel of hope, you still got the two studs. Matt's pitched very well if this is the beginning of a trend. And Wheeler, two of his last three starts, including today, we still have that foundation there. I think it, it's a slump. I'm not throwing the season in the garbage yet. Yeah, nor should you, Don. I appreciate the call and I appreciate the positivity. Season's not over. Nobody's saying that. But it's very disappointing after the 12 and 2 start to turn right back around and go 6 and 15. I mean, all they had to do was be 500, maybe a little bit less. 10 and 11, you'd be like, all right, disappointing, but still, they're in great shape here. And it's not just about the record. It's about the way that they're playing. 
The complete opposite of the first 14 games is what you've seen in the last 21. They're not playing good, smart, clean, crisp baseball. Nobody is hitting. Michael Conforto is the biggest concern. And you could talk about Mats and Wheeler starting to turn around. I believe more Mats than I do Wheeler. I think Wheeler is what he is. Some days he's going to look like he did today. Some days he'll look like the last time out. That's what Wheeler is. You could pencil him in as the fourth guy, maybe fifth guy in the rotation. He's never going to be a top guy. That's it. You take right now a somewhat consistent performance out of the fourth spot in that rotation. They need Vargas to be competent for five innings and not bury them. Three runs in five innings or three runs in six innings, preferably, would be what you'd want from Jason Vargas. That's all you ask for. Six innings, three, four runs. He can't even get out of the first without giving up three runs. Obviously, DeGrom, Syndergaard at the top. You hope Mats could be the third guy. Wheeler is what he is at the fourth. And you hope Vargas can salvage being the fifth guy in the rotation. Bullpen will be okay. I'm not, I am concerned about Blevins and I'm concerned about Ramos. But Conforto is the biggest problem because he's not just in a funk. He looks bad. He doesn't look like the Michael Conforto that was an all-star a year ago. Jay is in Port Jeff on Long Island. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on? Um, Nothing. Where where do we start, man? Where do we start? Mm. I mean, I think it's just uh, they they went to the World Series. It feels like like it, it feels like a lifetime ago, and yeah, they they made the wild card, so to speak, 2016, uh, and obviously 2017 was a disaster. I feel like I don't know. It's just they they just don't like you said before. They just don't seem to get the right player. And you look at up and down the, the the league, like all these teams are are like young and and mm. and hungry and 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 I don't know what it is with the Mets, you know, uh, talent ev- evaluation and scouting, but they they haven't done a good job. Like you can't really name anybody besides maybe Conforto that they've you know that they've hit on. I mean, Nimmo is a nice player, but you know we don't know what he is just yet, and like we don't have you know any third baseman coming up. We don't have any catcher coming up. It's like it's like the same thing every year. It's like now the future yeah, is bleak. And that, that's why they gotta win now. We're in the middle of what was supposed to be the Mets window, Jay, and there is no sign of improvement coming. I mean they they need to go out and get Manny Machado. They need to go out and trade somebody and, oh and bring in God, three pro I, I mean they need an overhaul. If they if this team doesn't get a turnaround to win with these veterans around some of the younger guys now, I I, I don't see how it's getting better. Listen, I, I credited Sandy Olison, uh when he made all those moves, when he brought in Kelly Johnson and Rebe, mm-hmm. uh, Reed, Clippard, and Cespedes with Cherry on top, and, and that was just like he hit all the right buttons. It's like it crazy. It's crazy how that you know uh, 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 you know it happened, but um, but but Sandy Olson has been here for so long, and not one like not even two or three like good players. He's he's you know. Drafted and developed. I mean, who did we get like in the in the in the draft last year? What David Peterson? Like, who knows? Like, I just and and this year he got the sixth pick this year, and you just think that like they're gonna blow that one too. Like, well, they, I, need, I, they need impact young players. Yeah, no, they need you're to right. Build around impact young players. Like pitching is cool. Yes, 
You need pitching, obviously, but they don't have any impact young players. Agreed, Jay, and it's good. it's a problem, and it needs to be fixed ASAP. Needs to be fixed. I mean, if you're not going to go out there and get the top players on the free agent market, then you have to draft and develop those players, and they have done neither. And that is why they're in this predicament. Now, this is less about right now and more about, oh my goodness, if they're this bad now, what's going to happen next year and the years after? When you see a team like the Braves coming, when you see a team like the Phillies, you know, look, the Phillies made some nice acquisitions. They went and got Carlos Santana. They went and they overpaid for him, but they went and got him before the market started to come back down. They went and got Jake Arrieta. And they're building around some younger guys. Nats, you everybody expects them to lose Bryce Harper after this year, but they still got some young, nice players. I mean, Trey Turner's a player at short. Nats got some guy to catcher that they have. Good, good looking player. Mets got work to do, but that's that's in the future. They have to be better than what they have shown in the last twenty one games. They have to be better now. Not saying it can't happen, but it just doesn't look good over the last few weeks. And when you're look, it's one thing if you're playing poorly and it's you know it's just them and the Nats. Well, the way the Braves have been playing and, and the Braves, why is it so easy for the Braves to just embarrass the Mets head to head? You know what I mean? Why is it easy for some of these other teams to just turn it on and, and win ball games? The Rockies could come in here and sweep the Mets with no problem. You, if the Mets would have been that a two and four homestand would have been bad. Zero oh and six. Even if they won two of three from Cincinnati, I wouldn't have been happy. And they lose two of three. These things can turn quickly. We've seen it both ways over the course of the first five weeks or so of the season. So you hope the off day tomorrow, and then they get the ship righted against the division rival Philadelphia Phillies. Right now, your chance with a pair of tickets to see the Mets take on the Diamondbacks May 19th out at City Field. Brought to you by the New York Mets and Coca-Cola. Be caller number six right now at 800-321-0710. And you're the winner. First 25,000 fans in attendance are going to receive a Star Wars night Mr. Met and Han Solo bobblehead courtesy of City. Purchase tickets at Mets.com slash tickets. Back to wrap it up in the Sports Zone after this.